Hey everybody, hope you're doing good and uh, September's been going all right so far. Big thing for us was we sent two of our boys off back to school this morning, so uh, there was a lot of emotion, mainly from me, as I said goodbye to them. Um, I want to share on a passage that I've been pondering for a little while, and it's John 13, where Jesus washes the feet of his disciples. Um, let me just read you a little bit. It says, um, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he was coming for he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel round his waist. After that he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. So this is the final meal Jesus has before he goes to the cross. At the final meal he's having, he wants to communicate to the disciples who are going to become his representatives. Um, the core things that he wants them to really, like he wants to really hammer home some lessons for them um, before he goes to his death. And in that context, he chooses to get up, kneel down and wash feet. Why? Um, the disciples are, are obviously shocked by what he's doing. And had we been there in, in the Middle East 2000 years ago, we would have been shocked. Um, even today, we would be shocked if someone tried to wash our feet. That's more because we find feet weird today than anything else. But the, the real shock for the disciples is that the, the people at the top of the hierarchy, and Jesus was at the top of this hierarchy in that room, do not kneel. They don't take the lowest role. And of course, foot washing would have been done by somebody who was about low, as low down on the ladder as, as it's possible to get. And today the same is true. We don't expect people at the top of whatever the hierarchy is, the celebrities, the influencers, the politicians, the CEOs, the, the, your boss, well, you name it. We don't expect the people at the top to kneel. You know, we expect them to be respected, to be served, um, to make decisions, to, to, but not to, not to lower themselves. So the disciples were shocked by this. And what Jesus is trying to communicate to them, and he's doing it in this case with his actions rather than only with his words, what he's trying to communicate to them is that in the kingdom of heaven, the way up is down. And this is a key lesson that I'm really trying to get into myself because I haven't got it yet. Um, and it's, it's a little bit like crossing the border between two countries. You know, if, you, if we were to take off at Heathrow and land in Beijing or Brazil or India, we would instinctively know we're in a totally different culture. And um, what's okay in England probably isn't okay here, uh, some of the things anyway, and, and vice versa. You know, there's, new, there's different values here, different cultural norms. Well, in, in the same way that we know we've got to reorientate if we were to fly to China, when we cross from the kingdom of, quote unquote, the world into the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, we've got to reorientate ourselves because the kingdom of heaven has a different set of values. And that process of reorientation is called many things. Discipleship is a big one. The renewing of the mind would be another way of putting it. But we've got to reorientate ourselves now in the kingdom of heaven. And one of the big lessons that Jesus wants us to understand when we enter the kingdom of heaven is just this. In the kingdom of heaven, the way up is down. Even if we kind of get that, that he's calling us to the way of service, 
um, there's a big part of us that rebels against it. And uh, it is, I, as far as I can tell, the natural tendency of most of us, certainly me, to kind of work out where we are in a hierarchy. Um, the phrase pecking order comes from chickens in the chicken coop, which I discovered chickens actually have a ladder, a hierarchy of who's the most important chicken. So they have like a number one chicken and they have a bottom chicken and they have every chicken in between that knows who's above them and who's below them. Isn't that crazy, the pecking order? And yet we do the same thing, you know, we have a pecking order at work. Um, the structural one, but also one to do with popularity, maybe one to do with potential. We have the pecking order of the playground. We have the pecking order of social media. We have the pecking order of parenthood. You know, we grade ourselves as parents by who we're, who we're below and who we're above in terms of how good a parent, parent we are. We have pecking orders. And our desire is to make sure that no one below gets above and that we make our way slowly up, right? And Jesus is just saying something radically different from that. And what is a bit of a comfort to me when I catch myself and I get depressed about the fact that I often have this internal pecking order. Uh, what comforts me is that Jesus' disciples have kind of done this from the beginning. So it says in Mark chapter 9, verse 33, um, this is when the disciples were having an argument on the road. And it says, when he was in the house, this is Jesus, when Jesus was in the house with them, he asked them, what were you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. Can you imagine that? I mean, that is not even like a sort of a subtle pecking order. This is just like, I am the greatest, says Peter. No, 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 says John. It's definitely me. I'm the real greatest. They, they were overtly arguing about it, which is why they were just too embarrassed to, uh, to even tell Jesus what they've been talking about. Although he already knew. And it says this, sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said to them, Anyone who wants to be first must stop wanting to be first. No, doesn't say that. He doesn't say if you have that desire to be great, that's wrong. He doesn't say that you've got to squash. He doesn't say you've got to squash that down, pretend it's not there. He says this: anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and servant of all. What I love and find releasing about this is it's okay to 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 want to make a difference. It's a good thing to want to live a life that leaves a legacy. It, it's a wonderful thing to want to make an impact for the kingdom of God. That's not bad. We don't need to pretend that's not there. That's good if we have that as an ambition to live for God. But what, what he's saying is, hey, if you want to be first, you really want to be first in the kingdom of heaven, all right, here's how it works because you've crossed the border from the kingdom of the world into the kingdom of heaven and you need to reorientate yourself now. So here's how it works in the kingdom of heaven. If you want to be first, you must be the very last. You must become the servant, not just of some, but the servant of all. Mother Teresa put it like this. She said, if you wanna be great, pick up a broom and sweep the floor. And um, this idea of picking up a broom and sweeping the floor, she obviously nicks that from Jesus picking up a towel and wrapping it around himself and then kneeling down and washing feet. 
And um, the, the idea of kind of a glamorous, it's not glamorous, but the idea of sort of one big heroic sacrifice for lots of us, you know, we might find that appealing. Radical obedience, going on the great adventure. I know I find that appealing, but when we talk about the ministry of the Tao, doesn't sound quite so much fun, does it? Doesn't sound, you know, it just sounds dull. And it is often, it's mundane. It's getting hands dirty, it's getting involved in the trivial, it's doing things that we'd rather not do, doing things that we feel might be beneath us or that we're too important for, we've got too much, too many other things to be doing to, to get on with that. And it's not saying that if we have a position of responsibility, a position of leadership or influence that we need to stop doing that and do something else instead, but what it's saying is all of our skills, all of our gifts, any influence we might have for a little while um, all of it is to be wrapped in a towel. And by that, what I mean is it's to be used. The purpose is to serve and to bless other people. And if we're going to serve in the way that Jesus models for us, what it means is serving people we're not even sure about. Like we don't even maybe even like them very much. Jesus washes Judas's feet. The next place those feet are going to go, and he knows this, are to betray him. He still washes his feet. Jesus, um, in this instance, is, is washing the feet of everybody in the room. And that's our call, to serve everybody. And, uh, you know, when we get this, what it means is we begin to become like God. We begin to become like Jesus. I thought in my head, if I want to be like God, it's all about becoming more important. And it's like, no, in doing this, Jesus is revealing to us that God is a servant. You want to be great in this kingdom? Good, says Jesus. Follow my example. And then he gets up, wraps a towel around himself, kneels down, and serves. Serving is the way to greatness. The way up is down.